1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Afterbuds TV, NBC's Revolution season two, episode nineteen. Shh happens. Shh <laughs> shit. <laughs> uh, see, I was trying to be like politically correct. Well done. Shhh, happens. I am your host, Megan Thomas, and with me today is the beautiful Francesca Dugan. And more importantly, we have a special guest in the building. Ah! And guess who it is? Dun dun dun! It is Charlie from the show, The Beautiful Tracy Spiritakis. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I'm so excited to have you here. <laughs> yeah,
2: thank you. I'm happy to be here. How did you feel about watching this episode? Um, I it was fun. I always I, we never get to watch them until they they air, so it's always fun to see it all put together for sure.
1: Were there any surprises um, when you watched it and said, "I didn't realize it was going to be like that"?
2: There are no surprises but i just loved because um, i didn't get to see usually we work together we see the way that everybody else is kind of performing the things but i loved watching billy like i loved watching all that stuff with with miles because you know with you know he was on his own and all that that was happening He just did a beautiful job everyone did a beautiful job yes yeah
1: now okay so when i watch you do fight scenes i'm always i'm always just looking at it and i'm like this girl's kicking some tail what's the worst injury you've gotten <laughs> On the show?
2: I haven't gotten any actually doing stunts, which is which is great. Our stunt coordinator um, looks out for me and makes sure that I, I, you know, very few hazards are in my way. Um, I've gotten hurt literally just walking. Like, really, completely innocently walking into something or tripping over something. That's usually my deal. Mm-hmm.
1: That's so crazy because all the time I'm like, she's got to have a bruise from that. That, that should have left a bruise even by accident, something. And the fact that you're getting hurt walking.
2: I think, <laughs> I mean, I did have, after mine and uh, Jason's fight, there was you know, the slamming up against the metal. You know, so there's there's a few bruises here and there, but I don't really consider those those injuries. There's more, you know, war wounds. Wow,
1: Charlie's tough out here.
2: <laughs> tough, tough girl. So of course,
1: I'm sure you're getting asked this a million times, but we have to talk about hashtag. Charlotte. oh here it, is. <laughs> here it is what so everybody sees that there's some kind of chemistry there yes david Lyons is hot <laughs> i mean i think anybody in their right mind would have chemistry on camera with him but what do you think this comes from why do you think people are so just excited to see you and sebastian monroe together
2: i think it's because it's it's the one relationship that's kind of forbidden do you know what i mean like there's such a there's such an intensity in both of the characters, but also it's, it's so wrong that I think people find it right in so many ways. <laughs> right. Do you know what I mean? Like the, I mean, there's a giant age gap between them and then there's the fact that he, I don't, there's, he killed her brother and right. is responsible for her father's death and all the things that have really gone wrong in her world are totally his fault. Um, but then, you know, they have this kind of weird, Intensity with each other that that ends up coming out, I guess, and I I assume that's where it's coming from. (laughs) Was
1: was it a surprise when you start hearing people and seeing the hashtag #Charlo, or were you just like, "Oh, that's normal"? No,
2: I was definitely surprised. (laughs) I I, was—I mean, I remember the first I heard of it, somebody had sent me a a link to a video that they had made on YouTube about the two characters, and I was like, "This, first of all, well done. (laughs) You guys are awesome." Like, I watched some of those videos. I'm like, "Holy!" Wow, good job! Like, I don't even know how to how you do it, but um, but also just seeing how how invested you know a lot of people are in in these two characters teaming up was just really interesting.
1: Yeah, and I will say our other co host Ryan Hooks has he has continuously said there's something going on between those two. I just know sooner or later Charlie and Monroe are gonna hook up and. Every time he said that, I was like, "You're that's horrible." Who thinks that? And next thing you know, there's a hashtag. I was like, "Oh gosh, I guess I'm the one that was nice from
2: (laughs) everybody." I mean, I was I was home visiting in Winnipeg, and my my aunt, who is this beautiful Greek woman, you know, watching the show with me, and she comes up to me in Greek. She's like, "You too." I want to see you two together. <laughs> <laughs> you are the cutest. Like, she's totally... She's trying to ship it. <laughs> she's right. She's all for it. So, it's pretty... I don't think know. I think we're all on board. Yeah. <laughs>
1: there you go. It's a note for the writers. All right. <laughs>
2: yeah. So, we have a couple of people who
1: tweeted us on on Twitter and they, they had some questions for you. So, one of them, this one comes from at Downtown Abbey. How do you feel about the character development of Charlie from season one to season two?
2: I'm very excited about Charlie's development. Um... I had a, a really great time, you know, in season one, discovering the, her vulnerable side and seeing what it was that she, uh, finds herself weak to and, and insecure about. And then learning from all of those things and experiencing them all and then being able to apply them into season two and making her so much stronger. And, um, you know, have, I've been having fun playing with her moral compass and, you know, what's a right decision? What's a wrong decision? Why? And, you know, I've, I've had a really, really great time watching her grow up, honestly. Um, so yeah, for me it's 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 been a blast. I I I I
1: I, I will I, say you you are an amazing actress and I love how you. in season 1, you know, we see these beautiful blue eyes and they're just full of innocence and happiness and joy. And then in the second season, these blue eyes are like <laughs> piercing, icy blue piercing dead eyes. Dead inside. Right?
2: <laughs> dead inside. That's kind of the ongoing joke on set. <laughs> that I've dead inside eyes. Um <laughs> uh yeah, because I I that's what's so fun and I think what was really great about these coming, these episodes that have just come up is that we've, we've seen her be so tough throughout the season and then getting to watch her heartbreak at the, with Jason was really fun to play. I mean, it was super sad, obviously, on all levels, but it was, it was, it was nice to see that, cause I don't think of vulnerability as a weakness and right. I don't think of it, I think it's, it's quite powerful to be able to access that, you know, and, and she does. And, uh, I, it was, it was great to play. Awesome. So Nova's Nota, Nova's Nota on Twitter, she
3: says, or they say, I'm sorry, can we expect more Charlie and Miles from Onward? Uh,
2: we do see more of them in the, in the end of the season. Yeah, we do see them kind of, uh, pair up a little bit. There's a really great episode where they get to team up, kick some ass, which is fun.
1: I'm excited to see that. So, cr- Crispy 1132 says, even though Jason just died, who do you think is next to go? Oh, God. I have no idea.
2: <laughs> I, I don't, and I don't like to think about that stuff because <laughs> I don't want anyone to go ever at any point in time. So I have no idea.
1: Is it always a surprise? Do they give you the script like maybe a week or two before or do you get the entire season at one time? Oh, no. We get okay. we get the
2: script, you know, a few days before we shoot. and uh, And usually when somebody's going to, you know, going to go – we find out about it a couple weeks in advance, you know, so they mm-hmm. give us a bit of a heads up Okay. for our hearts to break it down. <laughs> right, right.
1: Instead of it's like, actually, well, today is J.D. Pardo's last day, everyone. And you like, yes. no, <laughs> oh, wait, no. <laughs> I didn't know. Okay, so how did you feel when you found out that Charlie had to kill Jason?
2: How did Tracy feel?
1: How did Tracy feel? <laughs> and then how did Charlie feel? As
2: I was <laughs> sad. I was so sad. I mean... When they told us about it, I didn't know. We knew that that he was uh, going to be going, but we didn't. I didn't know how. Right. And then when it all came about, and and uh, I read it, I was like, oh, um, it's sad. I mean, we've we've all been together since the pilot, and uh, and it's always. I mean, regardless of how long y- your your team member's been along, we just we really all get along really really well. We hang out all the time together. Right. So it's, whenever somebody goes, it's, it's always heartbreaking. Um, as far as the character goes, I mean. I think it's um, it, it's a constant theme on our show where you're kind of put in a situation where it's a, a it's a shit choice and a shittier choice and you have to make that decision. Sorry, <laughs> right. I don't know if I'm allowed to say shit on this. It happens three times. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and so I, you know, that that it. I what I loved about the situation is that we really get to see uh the consequences of having to make the decisions that ultimately save her life or your life and in, in this world that we live in and and what those consequences are and you have to live with that now and um and how your instincts kick in for for you know whatever you're doing and um there's there's the aftermath so mm-hmm.
1: what would you say is the best thing about working on this show
2: just one thing?
1: Yeah. <laughs> you can name them all. But I don't, something that sticks out to you.
2: For me, honestly, it's... it's. Uh, I mean, getting to play somebody who's as badass as, as Charlie is is a lot of fun. I love all the stunts and everything. But my favorite thing is is everybody that I work with, When which I know sounds so cheesy. But we just have so much fun together. And even in this episode when when Billy's kind of off on his own, I remember we were all reading it. I'm like, dude, you're me on your own for like half of this. <laughs> 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 He's like, I know. It's so weird because... We were filming at opposite times. So whenever we all had a day off, we'd go for dinner. We'd go hang out. And we're like, see you later. <laughs> you know, They're working. Um, so for me, getting to show up, and not only with the cast, but the crew as well, getting to show up at work and hang out with with you know your your closest buddies is, is always – I mean, I, we're very fortunate. I hear that that's not very common. So um, right. yeah.
1: You guys have a little family. We do. We do. Yeah. It's good. And what would you say is the most challenging part about working on the show?
2: I'd probably say, I mean, the hours get a little rough, you know, but not too bad. This season hasn't been too, too crazy, but the hours, you know, you get a little, (laughs) a little tired.
1: How many, how many hours on average would you say you guys filmed Uh, today?
2: I mean, probably at least, you know, 14. At least. (laughs) Season one was a little different. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. It's a little, you know. Who needs sleep?
1: Who needs sleep? Who needs sleep? I know. You're trying sleep to stay alive. Yeah, <laughs> Without the light. Fine. You got to stay awake for that. So fine. what would you say, give us something behind the scenes that fans would be so surprised to learn about you guys?
2: That we're giant goofballs. Really? All of us. Is it so hard? <laughs> is it hard to go
1: from being the goofball and then say, okay. I have to kill you, Jason. Or I have. This is serious. Like, is it hard jumping in and out?
2: <clears throat> when you're when I when I have to do those. I mean, I, I can only speak for myself. But uh, when I have to dip into those places, yeah. I mean that that these last two episodes there, when there's that kind of emotional content, I I'm off in the corner and you know trying to. Which is always. I remember looking looking at Billy. There was a scene that actually wasn't in this uh, this episode. It's at the beginning, and there was, it's me me Billy uh, Dave and Matt and i have to be it's post post shooting and I, you know i'm all in that state and they're all sitting in the corner laughing and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> crying with my headphones on um so but yeah you uh, when it for me when i have to go to the emotional places i'm kind of off on my own but outside of that uh no i i i kind of like goofing off and then we get we get all the goofing happening beforehand and then our, our rehearsals are pretty funny. <laughs> they should always tape those. Right. Um, and then we can we kind of get it all out of the way and then we kind of we can roll into it. That's how we all work which is pretty awesome.
3: Do you guys play pranks on
2: each other? Um, we don't necessarily play pranks on each other as much as we take the piss at each other like constantly. For <laughs> Dave. Dave, I make fun of Dave all the time. <laughs> uh, and Elizabeth, I always joke around that Elizabeth has this superpower where she can find the positive in anything and Billy is the exact opposite. Like somehow, simultaneously. Uh it, It's just a really great, great thing watching them together. And then Elizabeth is, is she's so, like, she always gives those of compliments and especially to the guys. She's like, she's just really loving and, right. and lovely, beautiful. And so she'll be like, you look great today, you know, and with me, with the guys, I'll come in right on her tail and I'll make fun of them because I feel like you <laughs> need to balance it, right? right? right. You, can't, you can't be blowing up that ego. They're having a <laughs> giant <laughs> head trying to walk exactly. out of the trailer. So it's my job. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to bring him back I take here. it
2: very seriously. There
1: you go. Good job. Uh, a quick question though. Does David Lyons keep his accent, like keep his bass accent on when you guys are filming? Or does he hop in and out?
2: Um, for the mo- from, I'm trying to remember because you kind of, you, you forget. I forget. Um, <laughs> for the most part, he does, when we're on set, he tries to keep his American accent. Okay. But yeah, I think he slips up every once in a while. I don't think now. I don't know. It's all one blur. <laughs> <laughs> of
1: all those 14 plus hour days, I'm sure. Yeah, you and <laughs> you
2: just kind of, because I, I don't know. I don't even hear his accent anymore, even though really? I make I, I make fun of him <laughs> for a lot of things. But um, but I don't even hear it anymore. I don't know. I can't honestly answer that.
1: You guys are family now. Yeah.
2: So let's get into this episode. We'll
1: start off with you, Charlie. Okay. And um we see that Charlie is coming back with the crew. She's just had to kill her the love of her life.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was sad. Um and I see there's just some there's a really deep darkness going on with Charlie and rightly so because of what she's had to endure. Um I think she had a choice. And I think what, you know, what Miles is saying is true. You know, it's not your fault. You had to kill him. It's, it's, There's nothing you could have done. What did you think about that scene at the very beginning?
3: It was just, it was really sad. I mean, to see you in a daze, just everything around you was going in slow-mo, super dramatic. It was a very intense beginning. And it was a precursor to just the whole episode was just intense. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And I love how when you, when everybody gets back to the
1: camp, the first thing that Charlie does, she's like, "Aaron, you scared me. How could you? I thought you were dead. I'm happy you're here." And then she sees her mom, she's like, "Hey, mom, like, <laughs> what's up?
2: What's happening? Your old news." Um, yeah well I mean with Aaron the last time she doesn't know when she'll see him again and she's just lost somebody that she loves and then being seeing somebody else that she thought she lost for sure it's a big it's a big moment between them and then with okay and then especially because Rachel's a bit she worries about Rachel or about Charlie sorry so there's that. I feel like I'm saying about very Canadian and I'm just gonna gonna call myself out on it um But yeah, and so with Rachel, she you know, knowing that Rachel's going to see Charlie and get all worried. So she's like, hey, I'm good, I'm good, I guess. Right.
1: Are we ever going to see in this season a different relationship between you and your mom? In what way? Um, Not so, I don't know,
2: more close-knit, the softer side. Are we ever going to see you crying, Mom, I need you? I can't ever see Charlie crying and saying that. You know, and I think it's because I, I don't think that she would say i need you to anybody right you know, she's come to i think season one maybe but um she's come to this place now where and she's been on her own for a certain amount of time and i think she's come to this really strong independent place that you know while she and her mom are building their relationship there is still that that exterior and that that mm-hmm. she has that that kind of numbness inside of her you know
1: yes i see it I was just hoping one day.
2: Maybe. (laughs) One day.
1: Please. Charlie, need your mom. (laughs) All right. So then we also see that um, our wonderful friend Miles is not back. Or excuse me. Yeah. So we also see that there's some stuff going on. Aaron's there. They set off to go find um, Monroe's boyfriend. Which I thought was hilarious oh, that Hunter says that. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, find yeah. your boyfriend.
3: Yeah. For a second I was like, wait, what? <laughs> right, I, right. Yeah, I got it.
1: <laughs> because uh, they got split up. The Rangers came and uh, there were seven of them. And of course to shake them off, Monroe. I mean, Miles has a very great idea. And he kills six. Of, he kills all seven. Six Miles at first. Miles is intense, man. Yo. You don't
2: mess around with Miles.
1: That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So then of course they split up. They don't know where he is. Um, and they set out to find him. Did you think it was a good idea for all three of them to take a separate road?
3: I didn't think so. And you know, that happened twice in the episode, again, with Charlie, Rachel, and um, Monroe later. They're like, let's split up again. I'm like, why do we keep splitting up? (laughs) Right. I don't know. You just, you you don't know who's out there, but I guess Miles took care of a lot of them, so.
1: I know. I'm always scared because I'm a scaredy cat. And so. Many times we've discussed on the show, like, I would never survive. If I was here, I would have never made it out because I would have been gone, like, the very first episode in the first season. No like, way. I'm dead. But I, I'm always like, no, don't split up. What's going to happen? You don't have each other to, like, just go on one road at a time, like, together.
2: Yeah, but, then, but then he might, we might run out of time and then he would die. I
1: know. Then the episode would be over. I know. An yeah. Hour would be our, yeah, like we didn't even go through the other yeah. two roads.
2: We also Damn. always joke
0: about-
3: if
2: only we split up. <laughs> right,
3: right. We also always joke about how fast you guys travel.
2: Right! On yeah. the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
3: actually, we would never run out of time. They would That's travel true. all three paths. Right. And still make sure. it. Sure. Back to Willoughby. But I always <laughs> say, I think that's
1: the beauty of having Willoughby not be a real town. Because and you don't really know where it's located in Texas. So you can't go, no, it's not going to take them a week. That's right. It's going to take them longer. So we're always like, where
2: is Willoughby? We will never tell you. <laughs> we will never tell you where it is. It's this mysterious land.
1: Right. It just keeps moving and yeah. shifting. It's like the island. <laughs> of course. so then we see that... uh Tom Neville shows up out of the blue. Out of the blue. And he just happens to find Charlie. And he is on a mission to find out what happens to his son. Do you think do you think Charlie should have told him right then and there what happened to his son?
3: I don't know. I think that he well, I mean, like I said, the whole episode was intense, so he was in the zone the whole time. Um he probably would have shot her right away at the beginning if she had said something, but he kind she kind of led him on a little goose chase, kept the hope alive. So I think that actually benefited her in the long run.
1: I think the quote of the night, there's many quotes of the night, yeah, but one is your ass made out of candy. Yeah,
2: no kidding. Exactly. No kidding. <laughs> so when, so inappropriate. when I read it, I was like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, what? That's what you have to Excuse say. Me. <laughs>
1: But I love how your face was like, what? like uh, exactly. Yeah.
2: it was crazy though,
3: because you know he was making those comments, but then he kept being like Jason's idiotic and blah blah blah. He kept just bashing Jason too, just so ang- so right. how like emotional, just dis- emotionally distraught he was, calling him his idiot son, right? And you just see the hurt in your face, Charlie. You see
2: well, it. and that was what was really fun about shooting it that way, um, because Charlie's allowed to feel and and show whatever it is that she's going through because her back is turned to him well i probably shouldn't hit that um (laughs) because her back's turned to him and and so she she can you know emote if she needs to and and uh which was which was interesting to play we had a good time filming that scene actually
1: so then you take him to this shack um, and no one's there. And, uh, like the smart girl that Charlie is. We see as she tries to go, grab a knife, doesn't work. He, he knows what's going on here. And the thing I like about Neville is that Neville can read people very well. Like that. Yeah. Just like that. He knows off the hand that Charlie's lying to him about his son and his son's whereabouts. Um, what is, okay. Honest to God opinion, ladies. Did you think he was going to shoot that gun? Yes. <laughs> well, not because you knew the script, but I'm saying.
2: I feel like, yes, because that's the reason that Charlie had to lie to him in the first place. Because he's not somebody who takes prisoners. He's not somebody who forgives. We see the way that he was with his own son with this intensity. And, and, um, I, I think Charlie definitely knew that, that he was gonna putting it to that. That, that was, that moment for, for me was, um, when she says if you're going to shoot me just do it is because he says he's going to he's going to go through miles he's going to go right. through you know find Rachel Monroe everybody and those are that's that's all she's like she just killed the you know her first love and all she has is Rachel and Miles and even Monroe and you know and Connor and so she just knows that unless she steps up to the plate and takes the bullet literally then he's going to go through and and hurt her family so she has to she has to suck it up and just own up to what she's done
1: Francesca, do you think that Neville knew that he didn't have any bullets left? Or did you think he honestly was like, I'm going to kill this girl?
3: At the very end, you mean? Well, because well, he fired he shot, the round.
1: He, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So do you think he knew there was nothing left in his gun?
3: At Oh, you, I don't think so. So you think he he really yeah, planned on I killing her? I, I think he did. I think he did. I think it's just his adrenaline was kicking, especially since he fired the first round. And I, I mean... I love how they took you outside the Mm. house. And we were both, like, looked back at you like, wait, did you just die on the show? Right, right. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, I think his adrenaline that he missed, he's standing right in front of Charlie, firing at her. So he probably wasn't even keeping track. You know, like like you said, he's so – I forgot the word we just used for him. But, like, he's intense and um, he doesn't take prisoners, whatever. But he's – you could tell just how emotionally, like – thrown off you, so I really think he wasn't keeping track and he thought he was going to do it.
2: And, <laughs> and keep in mind too that he's never liked Charlie. Right. He hates Charlie. Right. You know, and always has because Charlie is that link she always pulls Jason aside. She always had this... And they had it with each other, Jason and Charlie. I mean, it was the same thing. Miles had a really hard time trusting Jason because they had this energy with each other that would, whatever Jason would do, she would trust him. And right. You know, no matter how many times he screwed her over, she'd be like, meh, all right. <laughs> you know, and so I think that that Neville just has never liked her. So being in the situation, you killed my son, you know? I don't know. I just...
1: I'm just always, like, happy, hopeful here. Mm-hmm. I really honestly... When I saw that, I was like, you know what? Maybe because Charlie absolutely loves Jason, he now can see that and he's some, some way, somehow in Neville's cold dark heart, he realizes that because she loves my son so much, I'm, I'm going to scare her, but I'm not really going to kill her. Like I don't want to kill her because I see that she loves him and I should kill her, but I'm not going to, but I'm still going to like shoot You're this so gun. sweet. I know. I know. <laughs> Tracy's like, but that is so
0: That's wrong. <laughs>
2: um, but it's really sweet. <laughs> I know, but you know, what was cool at the end when he does pull the trigger. I think they do have a moment where um, when they are looking at at each other after, you know, we realize that there's no bullets and everything that, you know, for me, it was a it was an I'm sorry. And there's like a recognition that they've both lost somebody that they love. And and for Charlie to now look at him and no longer see him as Neville, she sees him as a father who's just lost a son because of her, you know. And so, you know, we had that 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 cool little moment at the end.
1: And I think it's is going to be good for um, the next two episodes. We're going to see how this has affected good old Charlie because now she, she tells Conrad that she doesn't want to die, which is different because remember before a couple episodes, Charlie said she didn't care. Eh, like,
3: we're going to die. Whatever. Like, yeah. whatever. Yeah.
1: So this will be good. Yeah. I,
3: thought, I thought that was a good, those were a good, like, monologue. Just you, I realized that I don't want to die. I want to be alive, and I want Miles in it. And it's kind of funny because you you and Miles kind of paralleled throughout this whole episode um, and so you see miles go through the same thought mentality and everything and he's a cute little kitty <laughs> hanging <laughs> Hang in on the there. wall hanging yes. there <laughs> <laughs> and same thing you know he has a moment and realizes no there's people I still want to live for
2: and I think it's I think what I really love about the the Charlie miles thing is getting to watch their growth and development from season one to season two because now, you know, they. She was the thorn in his ass for so long, right, you know. Right. And now they are. I mean, we get to see later on. We get to see them fighting together, and and kind of. She's a valuable asset. He recognizes that, but he adores her, and she adores him, and so right. it's, it's actually really sweet.
1: Oh, see, there is some sweetness. Yeah, somewhere, <laughs> somewhere
2: inside the dead eyes, there's some sweetness buried.
1: So that's a good segue. So Miles, we see, has killed the Rangers. He's done a great job. However, he got sliced. And that was a nasty cut, by the way. Shout out to um, all the people, the set directors. Is that who does
2: that? No, special Mm -hmm. effects. Special special effects. effects. Amazing. And makeup. Yep.
1: They did a really good job because that was disgusting. Just kept
2: spurting out blood. They did a great job. There's mm-hmm. actually a
3: lot of blood splurting. You saw it the it's Rangers. Like gushing. <laughs> How many hours do
1: you spend in makeup when you have like, um, the black eyes and, and the, our,
2: well, our makeup artists and hair, they're all amazing. I mean, they, they get, it's not that long. Really? Like, I mean, for him, it probably was longer because oh, I had yeah. to do a, a whole thing, but for the black eyes and everything, they just, just pop them out.
1: Do they put do they put a lot of makeup as far as like foundation on you or are they just like kind of like eh we're just going to let you go because we're in the wilderness we're in the wilderness <laughs>
2: They do um they put a, a coat but it's not uh, a coat a layer, no, <laughs> so they do. They do a, a thin, thin layer just to kind of even out the it like the skin pigmentation. But I mean, there's been tons of times where I've been watching. I've been like, "There's my zit." <laughs> uh, I remember that one. Uh,
3: there it is. I, you know, that's so funny because when we were watching, I was wondering if you sit there and kind of like you know, analyze or critique yourself and judge yourself or like, oh God, like <laughs> that hair is out of place or if you're actually, you know, watching the episode.
2: I uh, I don't critique myself visually because I, I, you know, it is it is what it is. I, I, but it's, I, I critique the crap out of myself for my work. Yes. I mean, I think that's kind of an actor thing where you just watching and you're like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, here we are. Um, But there's, I mean, there's things that I, that I can say that, you know, are, you know, I've 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 gotten better at watching myself, but it's still hard. Yes,
1: I was gonna say that's what I was gonna ask. Like, is it ever easy to watch no. yourself? Oh, yeah, no. probably not. It's a little awkward. <laughs> <laughs> so of course, Miles gets to this area looking for a first aid kit,
2: and there's a first aid kit. Woo! <laughs> what are the odds?
1: With one band aid. Oh. Is that, that kind
2: of isn't that kind of funny? Yes, one. It was like in. I'm just gonna. This tease is the you. worst yeah. day
1: ever, yeah. as he says. <laughs> like yeah, but then he falls into the hole trying to get it, and then the wall comes tumbling down on top, perfectly proportioned, right over the hole, not to the left or right. But right over when I said that I was like, Yeah, this is your worst day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. And so of course he's trying to get out, he's you know, he's got a lot of fight in him because I feel like with that kind of a cut on your side, he did a lot of like
3: movement. He's like stacking chairs, he's
1: like trying to lift this wall off. Just when
3: he with the shovel, like just that I know, that core workout right Right? there. Yeah. I'm like, I'm surprised it's not squirting out anymore. Right. So, Cooper. Yeah. Well, Miles was- is
2: badass. Miles is the badass. <laughs> right, right. You know
3: what I mean? And so, and so of
1: course, that's something that um, Connor says too. He's like, you know, he'll be fine. You know, don't worry about him. And um, we see that a- another dynamic is happening here, and that is between Rachel and Sebastian Monroe. And that was intense as well. We found out some new material. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. There it is. And we always wondered this the whole season. Did something happen between Monroe and Rachel? And we find out that they had a night in Philly and no one forced her. And they weren't. And no one
2: forced (laughs) her. That's what he's he's saying. Like, no one forced you. Like I Wait, did she
3: slap him?
1: Yes. Yes. Okay.
3: Yeah, I thought it was just going to be like a whole on brawl, but it was quite the opposite. What what did you guys think about that kiss, though?
1: Was it like a weird, like, uh, or was it hot? I was a little grossed out because of the because of the what happened, she's like, I'm your prisoner and he's like, No one forced you and then there's a kiss. I was like, that's a little awkward. It wasn't like a hot kiss like Miles and Rachel. I, I have hot kisses. <laughs> it wasn't like that.
3: I feel like if if their dynamic was I mean, the whole time they were going back and forth at each other while they're on the way, if it hadn't been as intense, it might have been like, Oh but no, it was definitely very like, wait a minute, that was just unexpected, completely awkward. Don't do it again. Do you think?
1: (laughs) Right.
2: Do you think
1: Rachel likes Monroe?
2: No. I don't think so. I've never seen, I mean, and maybe, but I've never seen that ever come about. I don't know. The way that she looks at Miles compared to the way that she looks at Monroe, you know?
1: I don't know. What do you think her night in Philly was about? Philly cheesesteaks. (laughs) <laughs>
3: no obviously
1: she's <laughs> like yeah oh i get a philly cheese yeah. Yeah. that's what it was oh my god horrible hello <laughs> what
3: do you think it was about do you, do you feel like it was
1: something that like for her like did she feel pressure or do you think she really
2: liked monroe i
3: mean he's good looking <laughs> who knows
2: maybe it was one of those you know stockholm syndrome moments right. Micah. Okay. right?
1: Might as well I'm here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe.
1: So that's that's interesting, and I hope we get to see more of this uh, for the next two episodes to so get. I hope they just don't leave us hanging because I feel like that's important. Is do he, you do you think Miles knows
2: about them? In about Philly?
1: them?
3: Yes. I don't know. I, probably not. It's just kind of weird. Rachel kind of been. Rachel's Miles. been around the block, she honey. Been... She's
1: been around. <laughs> your mom's been around sorry
2: we always kind of tease about that we'll be like who is my father <laughs> i mean really right and We always joke around about it but um
3: that's funny you say that because right. we always kind of wondered if miles was your. Dad.
2: everyone always yes. asks about that honestly but there's been no hints to otherwise for us to right. our knowledge and i feel like and it's something that that billy answered a little while ago where it's i feel like at this point it might be the, the obvious answer would be to say Miles. So I, th- I feel like they would probably stick with the Ben thing. But we honestly don't know. Yeah. And it's been asked about pretty well since season one. People yeah. have been wondering.
1: I kind of want him to be your dad, honestly. Really? I do. I want Miles to ben. be your dad. Well, I'm saying Ben's dead. So there's nothing – there's not much we can do now. Sorry, Ben. We love you. Ben's <laughs> dead. You know what I mean? But I feel like, you know, should this get renewed for a third season, I really would like – it's to come out that Miles is your father.
2: I kind of, you know, honestly, I would I would kind of argue the the opposite just just because just because and because um I like that it's the uncle niece relationship between them. I don't know, like he's yeah. I like that dynamic between them. Cuz he ends up being more her her best friend. Right, that's true. you know true. what I mean? Like, he never kind of fathers her. He never tries to be that person. He, right. Along, like, I mean, he, he was, in season one, there's obviously the different dynamic, but at this point, they're, they're just kind of, they're at that buddy place where you can see that relationship happen, you know? I and
3: know. I do like that, I will say. As long as it's not Monroe, because then this whole, <laughs> Charlo would just, that's so weird and now
1: that i don't know how how charlo holds up especially now that we know that rachel and monroe have had their own relations this is just getting too weird so i don't know if charlo i mean it just makes charlo a lot weirder than it already is. a lot weirder you know what i mean so i don't know we'll see how that goes um and then of course we see miles is he's starting to give up he writes his his i'm sorry note um with a piece of chalk that it magically, magically appears there. i don't <laughs> think it's
2: chalk i think it's uh from the wall I okay because yeah. I, I was thinking that too but then it
1: was like shaped so perfectly like <laughs> a piece of chalk that you get out of the box
2: you can't find those in, in a broken down home
1: apparently apparently you can i I'm like not, the I'm cup to this i
2: like the cup with yoda on it that he
3: found yes, the cabinet i found in i don't know why that was very yeah, humorous yeah. to me <laughs> so of course he's writing oh my god what star wars right yeah, yeah. there we go yes
2: that's why there's okay. been kickbacks to Star Wars the whole time. The whole, well, right. you know what? That's, that's
3: right. true because Ryan always points them out whenever, right. yeah, we have them. Yep. And so, of course, we see that he has a flashback,
1: and it goes back to the burning shed um, that we saw early on in, in the season, and we were always always wondering, what is this? What is did he kill someone? Is he like, what's he doing in here? So now that we see that this is something that happened six months ago, um, and this is something that Priscilla was talking to Aaron about, mm-hmm. which we'll get. Um, into it in a second. But this is where the nanites come about and give him some of a kind of an illusion. And it's Ben, and it's Ben saying that, you know, you slept with my wife. You're probably happy that I'm out the way now. You're happy that, you know, you're trying to take care of my daughter and my wife, and you're only going to end up killing them. And then he sees the vision of them being dead. And of course, he hits that. And, and so I think it's really been messing with him because he burns the shed down. And it's, not necessary what did you guys
3: think about that scene um it well it all makes sense because just with the whole priscilla saying about that um but you know we're just talking right now he i mean you guys have the uncle niece relationship but he i feel like he does kind of feel like he's like a father figure for you so when he's had that flash or when he six months ago when he did see ben it probably really hurt him and you know, he called him a drunk and he was drinking and I think he kind of had just a moment of little, a little bit of clarity right there. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay.
2: Yeah, and I think it's, you know, your your worst fear is being shown at you. Right. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's the, the one thing that he's tried to do. The only thing that he's been trying to do is he doesn't even know what side he's fighting for necessarily all the time, but he knows that he needs to protect these two. Right. Um, And then having your worst fear be that you're they're better off. Without you, and you're you're ultimately going to be the reason they die is a really harsh fear and insecurity to have, and uh, and it's not only in front of him, but it's shown by his brother, whom I'm um, you know there's a lot of weird feelings there for him too. So,
1: but and here's the thing that I will say about what Priscilla said, which is we can't help you find Miles because um, he it's probably better that we don't because he's got some dark notions. Yeah. I feel like this flashback showed the opposite. I don't feel like it showed dark notions. I feel like it showed a loving heart. and Because he was so upset and so mad at the fact that his his brother came and said his truest fear, which is, you're going to get them killed. He was so hurt and taken aback by it that he burns down the shed. Right. So I don't think it was a dark notion. I feel like it shows love. And the nanites are stupid.
2: But the nanites aren't necessarily <laughs> out for the, for the greater good of Very humanity. Very they're they're kind of out for their own purpose right now so that's also something to think
3: about mm. very true they yeah and you know um when uh priscilla's trying to make aaron kind of show her how to be human she doesn't grasp that human is like emotions right and so that's that's probably why priscilla was like oh a dark moment but when really it was like you said it was him showing yes something positive
1: and then of course the positivity comes back around with the Fender guitar pick and the moment that he sees beautiful Rachel (laughs) and that was enough to save him I thought it was gonna be honestly I didn't think that was gonna be enough I thought it was gonna be like I'm sorry Rachel I thought it was gonna be like another I'm sorry (laughs) And then uh, magically, here's Rachel and like Bass pulling a, yeah. pulling the wall. I don't know. But I didn't see that coming. And the fact that he had all the MacGyver tools that you needed to like blow everything <laughs> he, up. He like. burned the kitty up. Yeah, he, he, burned <laughs> kitty. he burned the kitty. Yeah. Yes. And who would have thought like you spray the What was that? Like a spray can or spray paint? I he sprayed around. I don't
2: even know. I kind of feel like it was. My guess is bug spray
1: <laughs> there. That could work. Yes.
2: But I'm just like, he had all the right tools
1: in this little shed, including the... He really was MacGyver. For- <laughs> right. He, he, he made, like, something... He cauterized his wounds. Like, he just oh, did everything. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That look, he did yeah, he, he did did such a, lot, a great job. Right. So,
1: he deserves to live, because that... <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah. He to deserves think it. of
2: that, to make right. it to happen, you know?
1: So then we will jump over to Priscilla and Aaron, and Priscilla just will not... Priscilla will not give Priscilla her body back. Um, until she gets to to getting all the human experiences that she can, including listening to music, including eating pizza. pizza. which how, By the way, like, how are you going to get pizza? I'm
2: That's, not entirely sure.
3: I know they're like, out.
2: You're just like gonna...
3: Aaron's like, I'll go find some cows to milk to make the cheese.
1: But right. she, she also do anything. can make
2: power happen, right? Right. So she can like bust out an oven. She right. Find the ingredients.
1: Right. I feel like she could just conjure them up too. I feel sure. like she'd be like, you know what I mean? Yeah She's just I really think she's not trying to vacate Priscilla's body, obviously. No. She doesn't want to leave. No. Sorry, Aaron. She's not going anywhere. She's that's why she's sending you on a goose chase. You know what I mean? What do you think is gonna happen with Priscilla and the real Priscilla?
3: Uh I don't know. I hope I hope Priscilla survives it. I still wanna know if there's gonna be a nanite baby in Priscilla. Mm.
2: Look at! Don't. Look
3: at, <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to
1: elaborate, I don't know Tracy? Nothing. <laughs>
2: I know zero information.
1: Um, I think it's weird that the nanites are doing experiments on people. So we found oh, right. out that yeah. they've done more than three thousand experiments on people, and they're kind of just. What do you think they're
3: experimenting on to see, like? I think what, tr- what people's breaking point is. I think they're trying to find weak people so they can, you know, get into more bodies and take over. So they want the strong people. They don't want the weak ones. Well, I mean, weak mentally, so they could get in them. Ah. Strong physically, so they can do whatever mm. kind of crazy nanite army thing going on. Or, but I mean, like yeah, three thousand two hundred eighty-two eighty-nine people. They show themselves to. I don't. I don't know. Why do?
2: Why do they need? They, I, this is, is such a hard question because I know the actual. <laughs> ah! <laughs> so I feel like I'm going to listen to your guys' guesses.
3: You're like, they're so wrong. Um,
1: yeah, <laughs> I like that one. And I also think that, yeah. But then I think, why do they need people? They don't need people. Or do they just like the sensations that they get when they're in people? Does that? That's some weird fetish. You got to ask that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I just feel like anything they need to do, they don't need anybody. They really don't. Think about it.
3: I mean, I guess technically, but they, if they're in someone's body, they can get away with, it's not as awkward as like, oh, there's all these fireflies doing this True. thing.
1: True. I guess that makes sense. So
3: then, um, we see Priscilla does not want
1: to help, um, get... She find Miles. She's being mean. Priscilla is mean. Priscilla's mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> So you know who we're talking about. Priscilla's mean. And here's something that's really great. If you're um, a wonderful fan of the show, make sure you go to NBC Revolution's website because there's always little tidbits and little hints and just little extras that you can see about the show. And one of those things is Aaron's journal. Mm-hmm. Do you guys oh, read Aaron's journal? Aaron's journal
2: is out there. Yeah,
1: it's so it's so informative. So one thing that Aaron says in the journal is that um, that he first of all, he loves him some Priscilla, but he makes the mention that it is he loved Priscilla so much that he came out of the Matrix when he was offered it. You know what I'm saying? He came out of the... He didn't accept being in the dream state that the Nanites gave him because he... In his journal, he says that he loves her so much. He didn't think it was all right for him to stay in that world knowing that Priscilla was still out there in the real world. But then he also flips it and says, Priscilla didn't love me enough because she took that pill and she's in the dream world. She didn't love me enough to say, you know what? I'd rather be out there in the real world with him than to be in this fake world with my kids. And so that's really crazy to say because it's true. I think if you really love somebody, yeah. wouldn't you, like, go be with them for real in real life?
2: And want to make sure that they're okay. Right. But then there's also, there's something that's got to be said. I mean, I'm not a parent, so I don't understand. Right. But a parent with your kids, being separated from your kids, I feel like doesn't mean that you, that she loves her kids more than she loves him. It's just, I feel like there's something, there's some sort of nurturing calling that moms must have. Right. With their kids. You know what I mean?
1: But if they're not real
2: Right. They're fake. They're fake. So no, that was that was interesting. So make
1: sure you go to NBC's website and check out the extras like Aaron's journal. Every week there's a new posting.
3: Also, make sure you guys go to iTunes and rate us, give us five stars and let us know what you guys think about that question. It's really easy to subscribe to
1: our podcast. All you have to do is search after Buzz TV. NBC Revolution, and you will find us. It's free. Click subscribe, and if you love AfterBuzz TV, if you love our after show, make sure you support a wonderful show on Oxygen called Chasing Maria Menounos. In case you don't know, Maria Menounos and Kevin Undergaro are the founders of AfterBuzz TV. And they have their own reality show on Oxygen. You can see all of the hard work that they put in for AfterBuzz TV, what they put into their lives. And if you truly love us here at AfterBuzz, watch the show, tweet about it, like their pages, everything. And you can always catch them every Tuesday at 10, 9 Central. And you can find them on iTunes, Amazon, and On Demand. Woo-woo, woo-woo. Okay, so before we get out of here, a couple more questions for you, Tracy. Sure. Are there any updates on a season three?
2: No updates. Well, None yet. A uh, couple weeks, I think we know. Okay. okay. Yeah. A yeah, couple what do you, weeks.
1: What do you, are the producers asking you guys to do anything special? Like wear t-shirts? Like,
2: please, season
1: three? Or like, are, is, there anything, <laughs> is there anything that they have you guys doing?
2: Hashtag save Charlo. <laughs> yeah, Charlo
1: must know.
2: No, I mean no. Not that, not that uh, I know of. I mean, I don't know. I they, no. It's it's still it's it's kind of out of our hands. Right. So it is what it is. Hopefully, you I know, hope so. right? The T-shirts help. I'm the just t- t- saying. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna get on that right away. I don't know how I didn't think of that. I'm gonna get immediately. on immediately. Yeah, exactly.
1: So tell us what's next for you professionally.
2: Um. Well, we only have a couple months break, so um, I'm I'm just out here in LA, feeling it out, uh, trying to see some some different projects that hopefully i can hop on with during my hiatus and then um i feel like we're gonna go back so we'll see i hope so. you have
1: i know you guys please we need season three
2: that'd be great it would it would be great so that's kind of how so until then i'm gonna go traveling and uh see what happens
1: you're gonna go traveling where are you going
2: i'm gonna go to europe ah have you ever been Mm -hmm.
1: oh are you gonna go back to the motherland
2: Greece. i may i may dabble <laughs> do, do you have little, family there So dabble all around i do have family ah mm-hmm.
1: you have to visit them then
2: i know i agree
1: that's so awesome tracy it's been so amazing
2: yes. with you thank you so much for stopping yeah, by with thanks, us guys we love you where can your fans find you um, I have Twitter, even though I'm horrible at it, and I'm going <laughs> to apologize again uh, that I suck at Twitter. But it's tr trspiridakis, and then I do the little Instagram thing, which is Spiritakis. Um I'll try and do better, and uh, thank you for all your lovely tweets. I love you all.
3: All right, and Francesca, where can they find you? Instagram, Twitter, and occasionally Vine, c e s c a. All right. And also, if you want more, if you want to go in
1: depth into Tracy's life, we have a spotlight on with Tracy Spiridakis. All you have to do is search for that on YouTube and iTunes and you'll find it. And then, yeah, we get Francesca here goes way deep into her life. You'll find so much stuff. You have to watch it. <laughs> and I'm, of course, your host, Megan Thomas. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at MegScoop, like Scoop of Ice Cream. Until next week, guys, two more episodes. See you later.
0: From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the Are entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network.